You're listening to the Dive Deep Show, a podcast where we will dive into deep topics from education, pop culture, politics, and creating meaningful content to encourage others to pursue their passions. My name is Giselle Ramos. I'm a teacher, content creator, and photographer. And hopefully I get to sit down with family and friends and creators about the process, the lessons that they've learned, and how to make an impact. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about how to travel on a budget. So for most of you guys who know me, uh, know that, you know, I like to travel. I spend a lot of time traveling um, and I've usually gotten messages, whether it's DMs on in Instagram or whichever media platform, you know, I've gotten messages um, from friends asking, how do I do it? Why do I do it? And, you know, some travel tips that can help them out on on figuring out how to, you know, book an, uh, a very cheap flight and accommodation. So I thought it was just right to, you know, to to give you guys some drop some gems on you guys. Right. On how to travel on a budget. Now, I got bit by the travel bug when I was very young. I've always had a curiosity to see the world. It's beautiful architecture and culture. From a very young age, I knew the inside of an aircraft very well. Me and my family have always flown back and forth from Puerto Rico and to the U.S. Now, just a few weeks ago, I did get back from a trip that I took to PR and uh, again thought it would be just right to talk about how to travel on a budget. You know, not only do you come back with a more refined and new outlook on life, but you also acquire self-development such as becoming more autonomous. Now, for example, when I traveled to Paris a while back, I found myself figuring out where I was going to go next and how to get there by using a metro system in an entirely different language. You know, I found myself sitting in a cafe by myself enjoying a cup of coffee. You learn to be comfortable with yourself, right? You, you, you learn to be more comfortable with your own solitude. You know, there's always that thought in the back of my head. I wonder if people think I'm some sort of a loner, but nonetheless, experiencing those little moments on your own in another country or in another continent is just so rewarding. You know, exploring exotic places doesn't have to cost a fortune and you certainly don't need to win the lottery to travel the world. Not if you know how to watch your pennies, of course. Um, you know, so I've compiled some great tips to help you plan a holiday on a budget. You know, traveling cheap is all about taking advantage of helpful apps and websites that save you money, finding ways to lower your expenses and even making money as you travel. You know, it's about finding value and lowering your expenses while still being able to afford to do what you want. Traveling for free entails taking advantage of free accommodation, free transportation, and free activities that are already out there, thereby reducing your cost to zero. Here, you do have to sacrifice some comfort and convenience to extend your travels as long as possible. With the right budget and the right mindset, you can make your travel dreams a reality. Even if you don't earn a lot or if you have student debt, and in my case, 
um, right, student debt, there are still plenty of ways to go overseas. Now, you know, I still have had a huge amount of student debt when I've gone on my travels around the world. You know, they may not be fancy or luxurious, but if travel is your priority, then you can definitely make it happen. Some uh, travel flights that I like to use, uh, these are my top, my top three, Hopper, Google Flights, and Skyscanner. Now, before hopping onto these, uh, these uh, flight websites, I'd recommend you to open a private browser first. And here's why. When you don't open up a private browser, airlines, what they do is that they track your cookies, right? They track the latest uh, uh, websites that you've been uh, looking for flights. And what they do is that they sort of change the algorithm on you and they start shooting out the more, you know, pricier flights. So what I do recommend is to open up private browsers, br private browsers so that way your cookies aren't being tracked by airlines. That And that's what I usually do. I open up a private uh, incognito browser in order to find, you know, the cheapest flights. Some airport hacks. Now, these are my top two airport hacks that I like to use very often. Number one, sit next to the gate attendants for emergency use upgrades. Now, what do I mean by this? Now, once you've gotten to your gate, right, you've passed, you've passed TSA check, you've, you know, you did your check-in, you dropped off your luggage, and you are waiting at the gate, right? You're waiting at the gate to, you know, to go into your airplane. Now, usually there is like a little booth with the gate attendants. I highly recommend you guys sit next to next to the that booth where the attendants are, you know, making those announcements over the PA system because most of the time uh an hour before the flight takes off, they usually announce over the PA system uh on like special upgrades as on um, in the emergency use uh, row. Um, so definitely always take advantage of that. And the reason why you're going to sit close to them is because people get up very quickly and go and check in and try to, you know, upgrade their seats. So definitely sitting closer, you would be, you know, the first one in line and, you know, taking advantage of of that um, free upgrade because um, if most of you didn't know sitting at the emergency use row emergency exit row uh, you get more leg room you get a little bit more accommodation from the from the from the flight attendants so it's definitely an upgrade right if you want more leg room if you want a little bit of more space um, then definitely take advantage of of you know, of that free upgrade when they announce it over the PA system, which is very often, especially the last few times that I've flown, I've heard that announcement like several times where, where they, you know, ask for volunteers to, to upgrade their seats in order to sit in the emergency exit row. Um, disclaimer, I did have a terrible experience one time. I was traveling with a family relative. I was traveling with my sister 
And when you have a seat in the emergency exit row, they ask you a certain question. They ask you if you understand and are able to speak um, in English because it's, you know, it's a required law for people to sit in those rows to speak English. So when the attendant asked my sister, for some reason, we didn't understand the question. He, the guy worded it so wrong. It was sort of like a, like a, like a double barreled question, right? Like a, it was just odd. It was, it was a, like a tricky question. And my sister, I think she answered it no when we were supposed to say yes because we, ha- you know, you say yes in order to say yes. You know, I understand we we speak English or whatever. So we had a really bad experience um, that one time. So definitely, you know, tell them that yes, you understand English, is what um, I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and another airport hack, I've done this several times, right? So. If you tend to pack light, I like to pack light and sometimes I've used just a carry-on, right? So sometimes you can be sneaky and sneak your carry-on back without paying the $50. Now it it is very risky, you know, but you can definitely sneak your carry-on back because sometimes they don't, the flight attendants don't check um, uh, your tickets, whether it says on your, on your boarding pass if you have a carry-on or not they just you know they just you know scan you in and you're you're going into the airplane they don't most of the time they don't check but um i would say about one out of the 10 times that i've done it um out of the 10 times that i've done it there was this one time that i didn't get caught you know they caught me and i had to pay 75 dollars on top of that so it is very risky you do it is a risk you can, you know, you can be, you can be sneaky, but you do risk paying a little extra when um, they catch you, you know, at the gate with a carry-on that you did not pay for. So, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a risky thing to do. Now, for accommodations, places to stay, I'm pretty sure most of you guys know some of these, but definitely I recommend Airbnbs, hostels. In couch surfing out of these three uh, my top favorite accommodation has to be Airbnb I mean Airbnbs are just so not only are they affordable but they're just so convenient because you know they're equipped with uh, a kitchen they're equipped with sometimes you know gyms um, they have plenty of rooms and and you can definitely share like an Airbnb with with a few of your friends right Um, But I just love the convenience of Airbnbs because you can save a little extra money by, you know, by doing groceries and making food, you know, making food at home, making food at at the Airbnb instead of always going out and paying out and and buying, you know, food outside. You know how that is. And that racks up, you know, a few bucks here and there. So I definitely love the convenience of, of having an Airbnb because it's just... You know, people put their their houses on on this application where people can come in and, and rent it out for a few days. And, you know, it's, you know, it, it feels like home sometimes, right? Airbnbs make it so accommodating to where you're staying. It feels like you're staying, you know, in your own little home, right? So 
it, and it also connects you with the local people, right? It also it also connects you with with uh, the community, with, with you know where you're at. You see more firsthand on you know how that country is, how the people are. So you definitely get that more of a connection by staying at an Airbnb than staying at a, staying at a you know five star um, Marriott hotel. So I definitely recommend Airbnbs. You know, I have met people who have been hesitant and skeptical of staying at Airbnbs, but usually for some reason, they've been people, uh, you know, a little bit older because I believe, you know, Airbnbs are like a new, like, I guess, millennial thing. So I have gotten skepticism by, you know, for example, some of my co older co-workers who are just skeptical of the whole thing, you know, leave, you know, going into a house that's not yours and people leaving their houses, whether it's not secure. But I mean, Airbnb, you know, the, the app, the Airbnb app is, you know, very hands-on. You're always in constant communication with, you know, with the owner of, um, of the place, of the house or the apartment. So, you know, Airbnbs are very secure, safe, and super, super accommodating. And I just love it. I mean, I just love the convenience of it. Um, hostels. Hostels are a good way to definitely, um, you know, maximize your budget, right? Um, you know, save a, a chunk of your budget. And hostels, what they are, they're just basically you know, dorm rooms where, and I would recommend hostels for either solo travelers or couple, or if you're just a couple traveling, definitely recommend hostels um, because most of the time you're staying with other people. So, um, you know, you're, th these are just dorm rooms, right? You're staying with probably seven to eight other people in that room. You know, usually they have bunk beds, um, but if you're, if you want more of a private setting, they definitely, you know, most of the ho hostels definitely have, um, private rooms, or if you just want two beds, then you can definitely opt into that option. And most of the time they're much cheaper than hotels and actually more accommodating because, you know, they have really, um, you know, they have continental breakfast. Sometimes they have, they serve lunch, free lunch. So I would definitely take advantage of hostels as well. I've never stayed in one personally, but I've, you know, I've had, you know, travel friends who, who have, and they've definitely recommended um, hostels. Now, the third accommodation is couch surfing. Couch surfing, um, you know, you meet locals and stay with them all over the world, right? Couch surfing is ideal if you're traveling on a budget, of course because you can stay at people's houses for free okay so with this type of accommodation couch surfing you are you know initially you're just staying at someone's house who offers their sometimes they offer a sofa bed they they can offer a couch or sometimes they'll offer like an, a, a little room a private room that they have for absolutely free so I would definitely recommend if, you know, if you really want to um, save some extra dollars and, and, you know, sort of sacrifice just a little bit of convenience, maybe, then definitely, you know, look up couch surfing. It's a really great app. 
and a uh, really great um, accommodation tool. Now I'm gonna go into my list of travel hacks. I have about 11 points here on my list. So I'm gonna try and go through them very quickly for you guys, but definitely look into these, right? So for my number one, I have travel hacking, which is the number one way I've been able to afford so many flights and hotels over the years, right? Simply by using a travel credit card for regular spending, whether it's on groceries, restaurants, and shopping. You know, I've been able to earn free flights and hotel stays all by spending money I, as I was going to spend anyway. Um, you know, these days there are a ton of ways to earn free flights. Simply sign up for a few travel credit cards, collect miles, and then fly for free. Uh, most cards offer sign-up bonuses of 50,000 points or more, which is often enough for a free round-trip flight right there. Even if you sign up for both an airline card, for example, a United Airlines credit card and a general rewards card like, you know, the Chase Sapphire, you can combine the two point balances and get a cheap flight faster. By collecting points and miles through, you know, the credit card bonuses, smart everyday spending, uh, whether it's online surveys, bonuses, and other methods, you'll cure a ton of miles even before you've left for your trip. You can go a lot further in the world when you take away the cost of flights and some accommodation. Number two, come up with a plan. You know, traveling sponta uh, spontaneously is great if you have the luxury of time and money to spare. But if you're traveling on a budget, the first thing to do is to come up with a plan. You don't have uh, to need a tight or hour by hour itinerary, but you should at least have an idea of how long you'll be spending in each city or country and know the route that your epic adventure will take you. You know, leaving less to chance means less unexpected spends. Last minute flights and accommodation are often more expensive. So definitely come up with a plan and know where you're going, at, you know, and, and try to schedule thoroughly uh, the days that you're there. Number three, travel out of season. This is a big one and this is what I usually do. You know, avoid trips during the school holidays. This is when the travel industry hikes up prices to take advantage of families who can only travel during these weeks. Research the best times to visit your intended destination and then travel just, be just before or after these dates. This is called the shoulder season where you will still have a great trip, but maybe the sun won't shine quite as brightly. And on the plus side, it won't be quite as hot, you know. Uh, hotels or Airbnbs and airlines lower the prices to attract customers during this time. So definitely travel out of season. You know, um, one of the biggest uh, months that uh, I like to travel, which is, you know, traveling out of season is during, um, you know, February, March, maybe April, because April starts, you know, spring break and spring breakers are, you know, going everywhere. But um, definitely travel um, out of season and travel within those months that, you know, not a lot of people are flying. And also book your flights on a, you know, during the weekday, right? I forgot to mention this. When you're looking for a flight, definitely book your flight, for example, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, because for some reason, I guess those days, 
not many people are on airline websites booking flights. You know, they tend to book flights, whether it's a Thursday or Friday to, you know, take advantage of the weekend. So that's another little tidbit. Number four, be accommodation savvy. You know, trade expensive hotel suites for dorm rooms and hostels, right? Sharing a room naturally divides the cost and communal bunk rooms offer the opportunity to meet people who might be keen to explore with you. Other great alternatives are websites like Airbnb, Couchsurfing, where you simply book a spare room in a local person's house or apartment. It'll um, it'll be half the price and allow you an authentic snapshot of real life in the city. Now consider your host your very own personal tour guide filled with inside tips for the best eateries and tourist spots in that neighborhood. You can even stay with family or friends, reach out to people you know, or plan a trip to somewhere that a long lost cousin or school friend now lives. This could take you to visit places you've never have thought of before. Now, just one anecdote that I wanted to give to uh, share with you guys is uh, when I went to when I uh, went to Barcelona, I stayed at an Airbnb. Um, I wasn't able to rent out the entire apartment because your girl was trying to save some money. So what I did was I did I rented a room and the, you know, the family that, you know, hosted me were awesome people. They were very, very friendly and very lovable people. And you, you know, you sometimes luck out with these type of people because, you know, the, the host, um, who hosted me, she, she, um, she gave me brochures. She gave me, you know, pamphlets of the city and she gave me really great recommendations on where to go, what kind of shows um I could go see um you know she gave me bottles of water um so you know they're very accommodating right so um you know I lucked out with those people and they were they were really really great people and because of that I was able to go to an awesome um flamenco show that I just absolutely enjoyed definitely um one of my favorite experiences uh thus far so yeah definitely be accommodation savvy right you know it's a huge huge point in traveling number five travel overnight you know if you have a long journey to complete as part of your trip one way to save money is to travel overnight you have to pay to get from a to b no matter what time of the day you travel but traveling overnight saves you the cost of accommodation for that night you know and there's a bonus you don't waste time traveling during the day so you have more time to explore number six pack properly make sure you bring everything you need so that you don't have to shop while you're away you know apart from a few souvenirs of course no matter where you're heading take at least one pair of long jeans a warm hoodie um a rain jacket for unpredictable weather you know I personally love packing light. I'm definitely such a minimalist. Um, you know, when I did, when I traveled um, a few months back with, you know, a, a, a huge friend group of, of mine um, and they came to pick me up at the airport and they only saw that I had, you know, a little duffel bag. They were surprised. They thought I was going to come with, you know, a big suitcase or whatever the case is. And they were like, no way you brought a duffel bag. And then, you know, to my response, I was like, I mean, 
why would I need a suitcase where we were just, you know, vacationing for maybe like five days, I think it was. But yeah, I'm just such a minimalist. I mean, I pack very light. I usually pack, you know, just one pair of jeans, um, like two sweats um, and, you know, in several t-shirts that I can, you know, um, inter- you know, interchangeably um, use with different outfits for my sweatpants or, or, or jeans. But yeah, I'm, I'm such a minimalist. I, I I just, I'd rather pack lightly so that way I can, I don't know, I'm definitely a person that I feel like I would forget things, um, you know, I've gotten better throughout my years, throughout the years, because I definitely used to um, forget a lot of, you know, my my wallet, whether it's my keys, my phone, um, clothes, so I try to just pack light so that way I, I know where everything is, right? I have to sort of feeling control in in that area um because I don't like being overwhelmed or bombarded by too many stuff and then have to be responsible for for carrying the huge bags or or suitcases so so yeah I'm definitely a light packer number seven book flights in advance especially return flights running out of money abroad without a guaranteed flight home is never ideal you know, airlines release their flight seats up to a year in advance. And the closer you get to your departure date, the more the prices increase. So I definitely recommend booking your flights in advance. It is a smart thing to, to do. Number eight, be smart about how you fly, right? So like I said, opt to travel on a Tuesday. You know, mid- midweek travel prices are lower as a premium is added to weekend flights uh, and you'll breeze through shorter queues at airport check-ins, you know, um, you, uh, you get to breeze through check-in desks and security. So that's a huge one, right? Um, also fly economy. I mean, there's no need to upgrade no matter how nice business class looks, right? The money you save on cheap seats can be spent on food, accommodation when you arrive, um, low cost budget airlines are fine for short flights and regularly have cheap deals. You know, if you're planning a weekend trip, uh, try to pack light and use only hand luggage, saving yourself a bit of money and on hold luggage. So definitely be smart about how you fly. Number nine, embrace public transport. Buses and trains are cheaper than planes right? It's that simple. A journey on an overnight train also means that you have one less night in an Airbnb, in a hostel, in a hotel to pay for. So I absolutely love public transportation, but personally, I love public transportation, especially in Europe. Um, The first time I experienced public transportation, I was just so amazed. Um, Their public transportation system is truly it's truly amazing. I mean, um, so many people rely on public transportation and the fact that, you know, they're always running, they're, you know, they're, they're very clean and, you know, understanding the map and how to get from one place to another place. It's so, it's very convenient. Um, you know, when I was backpacking through Europe a few years back, um, 
I remember taking a, you know, a public bus from Paris all the way down to Barcelona. And the, you know, the, the, the time from getting from Paris to Barcelona in a bus, I believe it was, I spent like 16 hours on the bus. So keep in mind, you know, I saved money on accommodation. Um, I saved money uh, by opting, you know, taking a bus instead of a plane. And the bus ticket was around, I want to say 15 euros. So imagine that. I mean, I took a bus from Paris all the way to Barcelona. And honestly, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I mean, it's another little, you know, memory or experience in my little, you know, toolbox, I guess, that I can always look back and just like enjoy um, you know, enjoy that memory, um, and that experience. Uh, I mean, I remember looking out through the window and enjoying, enjoying that journey, enjoying, you know, seeing the nature, the mountains, the, the, uh, the, the mountainside and, and, and just seeing the countryside through, you know, through those countries. It was, I mean, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. But um, yeah, I mean, public transportation, uh, I mean, I totally, you know, I'm a huge advocate for it. Like, go for it, you know, definitely use it to your advantage, whether it's a bus, whether it's a train, whatever it is. I absolutely love public transportation. Number 10, don't eat away your cash. Now, what do I mean by this? You know, Cheap lunches can be bought in a supermarket or even a local fresh food market rather than in an overpriced cafe or restaurant. Aim to wander around before choosing a place to eat dinner too. If you just pick the first restaurant you see, you won't know if you're overspending. You know, drinking beer uh, with every dinner soon adds up both in your wallet and in your waistline, you know. Um, but your waistline, your waistline will thank you if you opt for water instead sometimes. Now, alternatively, uh, hostels and spare rooms often let you have access to a kitchen if you want to save a little money by cooking for yourself. So like I said before, right, definitely try to, um, to be smart on where, when and where you eat, right? So, for example, if you're staying if you're staying at an Airbnb, definitely take advantage of the kitchen, right? So, instead of eating out all the time, you know, buy some groceries and you know you can have a little cookout. Um, one of my last travels that I that I took um, was with a a group of friends, and and you know we shared the Airbnb and. You know, I had a pool outside and we did some groceries and, you know, you we, we stayed, you know, we had a lot of fun. We stayed in the pool. We had burgers. We did a little barbecue. And honestly, that I felt like that little moment actually, you know, also made the trip so much better and heightened the enjoyment for us. Right. Because we're we're there with one another at the pool, eating cheeseburgers, hot dogs, pinchos, which are, you know, shish kebabs. Um, And it was just a great time. And the last and final tip, number 11, earn while you travel. Um, You know, working holidays are a brilliant way to afford to spend several months of the year or more living the travel dream.
you can teach skiing on a winter season or you can take care of holiday makers traveling to the Mediterranean in the summer or earn by teaching a language in Thailand. Uh, you can also be an au pair or a babysitter in France or, you know, you could even freelance while traveling if you're able to work on the go. Um, you know, the, the opportunities are, are literally endless. Um, so I highly, highly recommend uh, for anyone to earn while you travel, right? You know, when you're traveling, of course, you're going, you're, you know, you're spending money. You're going to have a negative impact in your bank account, but you, you want to earn while you're traveling. Again, whether it's, you know, working online from home, whether it's, you know, giving a few tutoring sessions here and there, whether it's, you know, having your little side hustle or, or side business. Um, so definitely, I definitely encourage um, anyone to earn while you travel. So guys, those are just a few tips on how to travel on a budget from my own little notebook of experiences if you like this week's episode give us a like subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and family and i will see you guys in the next one